Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Starting tomorrow, day one, we, uh, we will start a Bible uh, reading uh, plan. And it's real easy. You just open your Bible to the first book, Genesis. It'll be three chapters every day. Uh, on, and then in one year, you'll finish the entire Bible. But it's not just reading. Uh, God will transform your life. All right? So uh, we start tomorrow. Somebody say tomorrow. That's it. Tomorrow, uh, first day of the year, Genesis verse uh, chapter 1, 2, and 3. Praise God. So uh, <clears throat> once again, uh, this year uh, has been great, and next year will, will be even be greater. And you say, well, how can you say that? Well, we're only saying what God said. He said that the normal, the normal life for you and for your family is from glory to glory. Somebody say from glory to glory. From triumph to triumph, from victory to victory. That's the normal now, unfortunately, many people don't live the normal Christian life, but that's the normal, to, that you go from glory to glory, not, well, one day I had it, now I don't have anything. Uh, one day I was right with God, now I'm far away from God. Well, that's not normal. One day I had uh, a house, and now I lost it. One day I had a marriage, I had a marriage, but now I don't have a marriage. Well, that's not, that's not the normal Christian life. So this morning, I'm going to, uh, in one, uh, whatever time I have here, 40 minutes, I'm going to lay a foundation for you for 2024, all right? So I want you to listen real carefully because this will change your life because it's God's word, it's not my word, praise God. So it's beautiful. Hallelujah. Give the Lord another praise offering this morning. <clears throat> and you may be seated. Uh, before we start, we want to give you, because of what is happening in the world. Now, most of the people in the world are, are sick. It's a 90 so uh, percentage of people are having sickness. Uh, they they uh, consult doctors and uh, they take medication. So most people are, are, are physically sick. Uh, so it's very, very important that you know uh, scriptures on healing. And 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes, somebody say, by his stripes, we were healed. Every time you look at a cross, by his stripes, we were healed. And if we were, we are. Uh, lift your hand and say, we are healed. Praise God. And then Matthew 8, 17 is real simple. He says, uh, speaking about the same thing, our redemption, Jesus, he said he took our infirmities. Listen to me real carefully. He took our infirmities uh, and he carried our pains. So if Jesus took our infirmities, that means you don't have to take them. That's uh, Rome, uh, Matthew uh, 8, 17. And then we're going to stand up. We're going to read this one because this is the scripture that I've given the other ministry, uh, this healing scripture for the whole month. And the reason uh, we, we deal with healing scriptures, let's say, for a whole month, one, 
is because you're going to need it. You're going to need it uh, because healing's already been provided for you. And what's around us is the curse, the curse of sickness, uh, death, and also poverty. And you have to uh, uh, recite these scriptures, confess these scriptures, uh, so that these things will not come uh, into your life. And I'm going to explain that in a few moments. Uh, so uh, uh, Exodus, Exodus uh, 23, verse 25 and 26 gives us five uh, promises. How many promises? Five promises. And it gives you a condition also. All right. He says, so let's read it out loud. So you shall serve the Lord your God. Say it again. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take away sickness from the midst of you. No one. How many? No one will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land, and I will fulfill the number of your days. Praise God. You may be seated. These are five uh, blessings, five blessings. How many blessings? Five blessings, but there's a condition. Now, uh, all the promises of God, and there's over 8,000, and I'll, ex uh, I'll explain that in a few moments, uh, they have conditions. Now, the condition to receive these five promises is that you have to serve God. Now, if you're not serving God or you're not going to serve God, well, this scripture uh, really will not become a reality in your life. Uh, you can cry all you want to. You can scream and uh, do whatever. But if you don't serve God, well, the condition here is that you serve God. And he said if you'll serve God, number one, he will bless your bread and water. Is that important? Yes. Because food and water is so contaminated that uh, you can go to a restaurant, you can go to uh, buy your food, and it's all contaminated. Uh, preservatives, uh, uh, chemicals, and everything else. So God has promised, and he gives a guarantee. Only God could do this. He said he would bless your bread and water so that you can be healthy. You cannot be healthy uh, if you're ingesting the wrong food, and, and then uh, God cannot bless you or he cannot heal you uh, unless uh, you come to him. So he said he would bless your bread and water. And then he said he would take away sickness. He would take sickness away from the midst of you. Is there anybody that could do that? Is there any clinic or any doctor that would guarantee that? No, nobody, right? So God said that if you'll serve him, he'll take away sickness from you. And then he said no one would suffer miscarriage or be buried in the land. And then he said you will not die before your time. So you don't have to worry about dying. He said, ah, people are dying. Yes, a lot of people are dying. And there's been uh, uh, people dying big time since 2021 for various reasons. So people, not only old, but the young people are dying. But he said that he would fulfill the number of your days if you will serve him. That's the condition there. So every promise, as you read the Bible, as you go through uh through the Bible, you'll find a promise, and attached to that promise is a condition. You meet the condition, that that's promise will become a reality in your life. Now, when we talk about serving God, we're not talking about sitting at home, right? We're not talking about that. People say, I serve God at home. That's not serving God. Uh, serving God is promoting the kingdom of God. So say that with me, promoting the kingdom of God. Yes, promoting his kingdom. 
and and simply uh, promoting the kingdom is you talking to people. You don't save people because we don't have the power to save anybody. Your job as a believer is to tell people. Tell them. That's the last uh, words that Jesus, one of the last words Jesus gave the church. He said, go and tell, in essence. Go and tell. Uh, this is the Great Commission. Go to all the world and tell the people. That's your job as a believer. When you do that, you'll become important to him. Listen to me real carefully. You become important to God, and God will maintain your health. He will keep you healthy. You don't have to worry. People dying all around you. People are sick, and you will not be sick. I have proven that in my life. I've served God for the last 50 years, and the last headache, God is my witness. The last headache I've had was 1978, a headache, all right? Uh, little things might have come, tried to come, but I just rejected those. So I've lived in health, and now I'm 75 years of age, and we're not going to change that. We're going to continue to serve God. Let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. So do everybody understand that uh, serving God is promoting the kingdom of God, making Jesus famous. You just go and invite people. That's all you have to do. Invite people. Give them your testimony. Don't be afraid to give your testimony. And when you share your testimony, you release by your testimony the same anointing that healed you or gave you the miracle. So that will happen over and over and over again. God healed me. God delivered me. I was a pervert and God healed me. You can say whatever your life was. I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. Share that with people. Oh, wow. Uh, you, uh, God will take notice. And God will begin to keep you healthy because you're important to him. Now, if we don't do that, then God is not obligated to, uh, to keep you healthy. He's not obligated. You have to serve him. And then uh, we are tithers, right? Uh, lift your hand and say, we are tithers. In other words, you give what belongs to God. And then on that area of your life, which is uh, finances, you will have no lack. Christians should have no financial problems. Say that with me. Christians should have no financial problems. If you give your tithe, uh, there's an open heaven. So the year 2024 is the year of miracles. Somebody say that with me. It's the year of miracles. The year 2024 is the year of miracles. But that is contingent up, uh, uh, upon an open heaven. Now, there will be an open heaven over this uh, uh, this ministry, which is Kingsgate and Centro Victoria, uh, we, I will make sure that there will always have an open heaven. And an open heaven means that uh, it's an open portal to heaven. And angels will ascend and descend. They'll be here. Uh, miracles will take place. The whole year will be a year of miracles. We're talking about instant things, instant happenings in your life. Now, there will be healings, which are not miracles, but God will heal you, and it will gradually get better and better, and you will enter into health. Everybody understand that? But it all, it's all contingent upon, upon an open heaven. Now, we'll have an open heaven here, but uh, an open heaven over your life, well, God has no, uh, uh, no control over your personal life. So a person can walk in this place. There'll be an open heaven here. There's an open heaven over pastor, uh, okay? 
but uh, that don't mean it's going to have. A, a, that's not. That doesn't mean that you're going to have an open heaven over your life. That means that, uh, because God's not going to violate your will, you have to begin to seek God. So how do we have an open heaven? You pray all the time, uh, pray without ceasing, and you get into the Word. When those two things happen, and it's not it's not difficult, but you will have an open heaven. Everywhere you go, you will have an open heaven. You will be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and going out. You will be healed. You will walk in health. You will live a long life. He said, I will satisfy you with a long life. You will have a great marriage. Your kids will be powerful. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You will be blessed in every aspect of your life. You won't be depressed. I had a person ask me sometime ago, he said, Pastor, have you ever been depressed? I said, no, man. Uh, I'm not depressed. I said, I don't have time to get depressed. Uh, uh, and the reason I'm not is not an accident is because I stay connected to God. That spirit of heaviness cannot get in my life. People sit around in their homes. They're depressed for a, a number of reasons. That's the world. It should not be you. Can you say amen? And the reason we make these bold confessions about healing by his stripes, I'm healed. Lift your hand and say it again. By his stripes, I'm healed. Uh, say this. Uh, he took my infirmities. That's it. He took my infirmities and he carried my pains. Uh, and, and if we serve him, he will remove all sickness from us. Uh, the reason we say that is because the curse is all around us. But if you'll serve God, the curse cannot come to your house. And the curse cannot get close to you. Can you say amen? COVID. Pastor, did you get COVID? Of course not. Did you get tested? No. Uh, did you uh, take an injection? Of course not. Uh, none of that junk. I'm not part of their plan. So God is the healer. Can you say amen? That's right. So this morning, if you look up here on the screen, let's go over the three points real quickly that I want to, uh, 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 with the spirit, with the help of the Spirit, lay a foundation for the year 2024. And number one, that God made us. Somebody say God made us. And then uh, point number two, the two kingdoms. We have to understand that. And then uh, we have to understand uh, that uh, there are laws that govern the kingdom of God. The, the laws of the kingdom, all right? So let's start with point number one, which is must be cemented in your, in your heart, all right? And, and the reason I say it's got to be cemented is because Jesus said this 2,000 years ago concerning you and concerning me and concerning every believer. He said that we are in this world. Somebody say we are in this world. But we are not of this world. That truth has to be cemented in your life. Whatever's in the world, whatever the world says, is not applicable to your life. Does everybody understand? Jesus said we are in this world, but we are not of this world. You hear a bunch of junk around the world, you say, well, COVID, well, that's not for me. He said uh, sickness, people dying, well, that's not applicable to me. I'm in a different kingdom. Does everybody understand that? So, first of all, we have to cement this great truth in our life, that God made us. Somebody say, God made us. And uh, in Colossians 1.16, he says this, for by him, he's talking about Jesus, for by him, how many things? All things were created that are in heaven, 
that are in earth, visible, and even the world. There's an invisible world around us. Even the invisible world, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or power, all things, we have to get that now, all things were created through him and for him. And then in Psalms 100, verse 3, he says, Know that the Lord, he is God. He is the one that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So in other words, uh, uh, if we understand that God made us, that means that he didn't make us for fear. Everybody understand that? God did not make you for defeat and failure. Can you imagine? God made us. So he made us for defeat and failure. Well, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, God made us so that you could live all your life in sickness, so that you would die at 30 or 40 or 50. That's too young, even 60. No, God did not create us for fear, anxiety, defeat, failure, or sin. Everybody understand? He made us. He made everything, whether it be in heaven or earth, uh, visible or invisible, he made everything. So uh, 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 how do we know? How God made us. Well, he supplied a manual, and that's your Bible. This is why you read your Bible. So you'll understand how God made us and how God made everything around us. And we have to learn how to use that manual. Does everybody understand that? Use that manual and, and to uh, understand it and put it to work in our life. So the only way that we're going to... Uh, understand uh, the manual because people pick up the Bible and it's like Greek to them is to go through some training so our school of training uh, will renew your mind Romans 12 2 uh, be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind can you say that so that we may know the, the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God for our life. So the key to change uh, for 2024 is Romans 12, 2. That's, that's the key to change. And that will not happen without training. So when we, we have tremendous training uh, given by the Lord, so uh, I guarantee that when people take the training on day 63, your life has been transformed and changed. Praise God. So on uh, next Monday, on uh, January the 8th, we have faith training. And then in February, because I'm going through a training right now with some people, uh, on the 8th of, of, of February, we begin the, the next training on spiritual warfare. And this is uh, what the Bible says in 3 John uh, verse 2. He said, Beloved, notice this scripture. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. And how many things? In all things. That's God. That's the way he made us. He made us to have victory and to have an overcoming life. He said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even or just as your what? soul prospers. So our soul, which is uh, our thinking, our emotions, and our will, that will determine what kind of life you're going to live. People say, I, ha I hate my life. I've had a terrible life. Well, if we just change our soul. Uh, salvation is the beginning, 
But uh, salvation without a soul being transformed will not uh, help you here on planet Earth. You have to get this uh, changed. And there has to be an exchange of, of, uh, with God's thoughts for your thoughts. And when that changes, your life is going to change. Praise God. So God made us. Somebody say God made us. So if God made us, he made us a certain way. And for sure, he made us to have a wonderful and abundant life. This is why Jesus came. He said, the thief has come not but to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have uh, abundant, abundant life, right? Uh, an abundant life, a beautiful life. So that's the way God made us, and that's the life that we're going to have. Can you say amen? Now let's go to point number two, the two kingdoms. When we talk about two kingdoms, we're talking about two types of people. And we have to cement this in our hearts also, that there are two kingdoms. And because there's two kingdoms, there's two types of people and also two messages. And we have to distinguish that. We have to understand that. If we don't, the devil will use lies to, uh, uh, to uh, disappoint you, to uh, cause you to be, uh, have anxiety and to fear. But there are two kingdoms. Okay, there are not different races, it's just one of the two. You're either saved or you're not saved. And there's two types of people. And there's righteous and there are uh, the wicked. And there is a big difference, and we have, uh, we have to distinguish that. We are the blessed. Let, raise your hand and say, we are the blessed. And then the people in the world, they are the curse. And uh, the Bible puts it this way. He said, we are the sons of God, and they are the sons of the devil. But the sons of the devil, because we were sons of the devil, children of the devil also at one time, we just have to come to Jesus. And when we come to Jesus, those children of the devil can become children of God. Can you say amen? That's the miracle working power of God. So uh, there are two kingdoms, two types of people. And there are also two messages, all right? And when we read the Bible, listen real carefully, you have to be able to understand that, that there are two kingdoms, there are two types of people, and there are uh, two different messages, one for the wicked and one for us. And when you read the Bible, you have to distinguish those. Otherwise, you'll think it's for you. But it's not for you. When I, when I read the Bible and there's messages to the wicked, I know that is not applicable to my life. I am a child of God. Now are we the children of God. Can you say amen? Now notice Proverbs 3.33. This is the difference here. He says the curse of the Lord is on the house of the who? Of the wicked. But he blesses the home of the, of the just. I am the just made just by Jesus. So there's no curse over my home. Okay, and then uh, Psalms 32, verse 10 through 11, many sorrows. Look at that. Many sorrows. How many sorrows? Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. Well, that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> many sorrow. I don't even have one sorrow. No, no, when I read that, I know that's not for me. I'm in the kingdom of God. He said, but he, that's me, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you that are upright in the heart. Now, let's go to 1 John 5, 19, and he says, we know that we are what? 
we are of God. And the whole world, well, that's not us, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Now, let's read that in the New Living Translation. He says, we know that we are the children of God and the whole world around us under the who? The control of the evil one. In other words, uh, the whole world is under the control of the evil one is because he's controlling the whole system. But we're not in the world. Jesus said we are in this world, but not of this world. Say that again. Lift your hand and say, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. So the whole world is under control of the, uh, of the wicked one, which is the devil. But he's not under our, he, we're not under his control. We are in the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Now, Colossians 1, verse 12 through 14. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Wow, we are partakers of the inheritance. He has delivered us. That's past tense. Now, please, please understand. Look at the big difference here. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has conveyed us or translated us into the kingdom of, of, of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Praise God. Can you say amen? We have been delivered. That means that everything that is surrounds me and everything that is in the world under the control of the devil does not apply to me. I'm in a different kingdom. I'm in the kingdom of God. I'm blessed. And they can be cursed, but they don't have to be cursed. They can come to Jesus. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Okay, now, number three. If we've got the first one and number two, we come to number three, the laws of the kingdom. Somebody say the laws of the kingdom. Uh, the laws of the kingdom. Everything that we see, we just read uh, Colossians 1.16, whether they be uh, visible or invisible, everything was made by God. Dominions, thrones, uh, uh, everything was made by God. The visible world and the invisible world. And, every, and because it was made by God, listen to me real carefully, and because it was made by God, everything is governed by laws. So when we look at the natural world, the natural world has uh, laws that govern this natural world. For example, the law of gravity. The law of gravity uh, was given and established by God to help you. Otherwise, you'd be floating in the air, right? Uh, but he gave us the law of gravity for your benefit, right? But if we violate the law of gravity, it can hurt you. Now, if I jump off this stage, no big deal. I can even jump off the side of this building, not the back end, but the side of this building, and it'll be okay for me. But we get to the next building. If you jump off that building on the concrete or on the road here, uh, then uh, you're going to have broken bones, and there's a possibility you might kill yourself. We have violated the law of gravity. God has, in the natural world, the, the law of lift. This is why tons of metal airplanes can take off and all of a sudden tons of metal are flying in the sky. That's the law of lift, you see. Now, if they violate the law of lift, that tons of metal will come down. Everybody understand that? So the, the kingdom of God and everything that we see and even the things that we do not see are governed by laws. So I'm going to share with you two laws this morning. And if we'll understand these two laws, you're going to have a super 2024. Can you say amen? 
So there are over 8,000 promises in the Bible. Somebody say over 8,000. And some of those promises, uh, listen real carefully, some of those promises are unconditional promises. For example, the second coming. Whether you believe it or not is still going to take place. These are unconditional promises, all right? So the second coming is on course. It's going to happen. The rapture is going to take place. Jesus is going to come back someday. He's going to set up his kingdom. Uh, nobody can stop that, not the devil, not humans, not uh, world events. Nothing can stop it. It's an unconditional promise. But most of the promises concerning your life are conditional. That means that uh, if these promises are going to become a reality in your life, then you have to meet that condition. And if you don't meet that condition, then it will never become a reality in your life. Christians have to realize that by his stripes, we were healed. Can you say amen? And we have to understand Exodus 23, verse 25, 26. If you'll serve him, he'll take away all sickness from you. But if you're not going to serve him, then you better look for another scripture, another promise, because that's not going to work for you. Does everybody understand that? But if you serve him, God is not a liar, and he's not a man that he should lie. And he, has, and he guarantees that he's going to not only keep you healthy, but you're not going to die before your time. You're going to live a long life. Can you say amen? Let's give the Lord a great praise of him for that. Hallelujah. Praise God. So does everybody understand that? So God is a God of order. He's a God of order. Everything that we see or do not see is governed by laws. Everybody understand that? And the fulfillment of all prophecies and all the promises are the results of these two major laws that I want to share with you, okay? Now, uh, uh, the laws will make it happen. When we talk about prophecy, the birth of Jesus and all the promises, these laws will make it happen. When you see a promise in the Bible... These two laws will make it happen. Everybody understand that? So 2024 is the year of miracles. So how, do, how do we know we're going to have miracles? How do I know I'm not going to die in 2024? Well, because God guarantees it. He said you're going to live a long life. You can't die at 30. You can't die at 40. That'd be crazy. You can't die at 50 unless you think 60 is a long life, right? If you think 60 is a long life, well, you're going to get to 60. That's it. You say, no, a long life for me is 80. Well, uh, a long life for different people is diff uh, two different things, right? Or uh, It means different things to different people. But we're going to have what the Bible says. Can you say amen? And these laws that I'm about to share with you because the kingdom of God is governed by laws. And these laws will make these promises happen in your life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, because everything is governed by laws, and if we'll meet the conditions, then these things will take place in your life. said, I want a good marriage. Well, it's, that's based on God's laws also. I want to have powerful children. Well, that's based on laws of God also. I want to live a prosperous life. Well, that's uh, contingent upon the laws of God. Praise God. So the two major laws are this. And we'll see it in Genesis chapter 1. You're going to read that tomorrow. Genesis 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. In the beginning, God created what? 
He created the heavens and the earth. Say that. God created the heavens and the earth. Now, there are, there's a change now. And I don't have time to go through between verse 1 and 2. But when we get to verse 2, and God did not make a disordered earth, all right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, period. And what God creates is perfect. Can you say amen? But in verse 2, we find this. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And even the spirit, I'm going to put it even so you'll understand. And even the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. But even if the spirit of God is moving, you can feel it. Pastor, I feel goosebumps. I feel the presence of God. Well, the Spirit of God, even the Spirit of God upon your life and you feeling the Spirit of God, nothing will take place uh, until we understand that it has is, is governed by laws and the Spirit of God was moving upon the face of the earth, but nothing took place until God said it. Can you say amen? God said it. Somebody say God said it. That's it. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So there are two laws that we have to understand for 2024 is this. You have to believe. Somebody say, we have to believe. And believe is a, is a, uh, has to do with your inward man. We use the word heart. We're not talking about a physical heart. We're talking about the inward man. So these two major laws is heart and mouth. Somebody say heart and mouth. Uh, and when uh, we understand that all miracles, everything that you're going to receive in your life are based on these two major laws, then you will have to, uh, then you're going to carry these two out in your life. So even God, God does nothing without saying it first. So in 2 Corinthians 4.13, and he says this, and since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believed, and therefore what? I spoke. We also believe. Now, no, notice the co connection there in the combination. He said, uh, we also believe, and therefore speak. If you believe, you will say it. Does everybody understand that? If you believe, you will say it. And a, a lot of re the reason a lot of people don't say by his stripes we were healed is because they don't believe it. But you say, well I, well, well, I get to believe it. Yes, if you'll say something long enough, you will believe it. It'll be deposited in your heart. Even when you start off and you say, by his stripes, we were healed. I really don't believe that. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that. You keep on saying it and keep on saying it. And in time, you're going to believe it. And then it's a combination between your heart and your mouth. And when you can uh, believe what you're saying, then the miracle is on its way. Can you say amen? Now in Mark 11, 23, uh, we see that combination of heart and mouth once again. And Jesus said this, For assuredly I say to you that whosoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in what? In his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So Jesus said it's a combination of heart and your mouth. And if you don't, if you, if, if you believe, you will say it. And if you say it, uh, in time you will believe it. And then when your mouth and your heart are, are working together, then you have your miracle. Can you say amen? God never does, listen, I'm going to have to go real quickly now. God never does anything without saying it, 
All right? Amos 3.7, I notice this. Surely the Lord does nothing. How much? Nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants and prophets. In other words, when God wants to do something here on the planet Earth, he gave the authority to man. He's going to reveal it to his prophet. And what are the prophets going to do? They're going to open their mouth. And they're going to declare what God said to them. And when they say it, then God confirms it here on planet Earth. Romans 4.17 says this, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls, and listen, uh, listen real carefully, he calls things which do not exist as though they did. God calls it out. God does nothing without saying it. And then in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the what? Say it with me. Say it out loud. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it, that's it, will eat of it. In other words, you're going to eat by what, you, what comes out of your mouth. There's no neutral ground. If you speak death, you're going to have death. If you speak defeat, you're going to have defeat. If you speak failure, you're going to have failure. If you speak sickness, that's what you're going to have. You say, I'm not going to make it, you're not going to make it. If you speak life, there's power in the tongue. Can you say amen? Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> and then God told Joshua, and I'll end with this. God told Joshua, the book of the law, now notice he's giving instructions now. He said, the book of the law shall not depart from where? From your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all is written for then say it out loud for me for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Everybody look up here. The words got to stay in your mouth. You say, well, I don't I don't want to open my mouth. Well, uh, you're not going to have much victory in your life. You've got to open your mouth. Christians open their mouth for many other things. Uh, to curse, and we're talking about Christians. I want to talk about the unbelievers because that's all you use is they, that's all they do is death. But we have to use our mouth to open up and declare what God has declared. Can you say Amen? So the key in being successful in life is to do exactly what God told Joshua to do: put the word uh, of God in your mouth. Can you say Amen? And Jesus said, "It is the Spirit." John six sixty three. It is the Spirit that gives life. The, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak to you are, are spirit, and they are life. Now, everybody look up here. Let me finish with this. Most people don't realize the power of words, but it's a kingdom law. God does nothing without saying it first. People must understand, but most people don't realize the power of words. Words transmit. They transmit fear or faith. When we talk about spoken words, we're talking about things that are powerful. And some people have even said, well, if it's the will of God, listen to me now. I'll finish with this. If it's the will of God, it will just happen. And if it's not the will of God, it will not happen. No, there's many, many things that are the will of God because we find it in the Bible. But they will not happen. They will not become a reality in people's lives is because they never carried out the laws that govern that promise. We have to believe it in our heart. Somebody say, believe it in our heart. And we have to speak it. And if you don't believe it here, then you say it and you continue to say it until uh, you believe it. Because the normal Christian life is not defeat or failure. It is not sickness. It is not dying before your time. It's not having a, a weird marriage. 
and having a weird family. That will not take place. But there are some things in your, un, uh, in your life that unbelief will change. Words spoken in unbelief can change uh, what comes to you. Uh, so we're going to change that in our life. And I'll finish with this. I said I was going to finish, but I want to finish with this one. Medical research, listen real carefully, because uh, words affect your whole being. Say, say that with me. Words affect your whole being, affect your body. Words will do that. Medical research has discovered that the part of your brain that controls human speech is connected to every nerve of your body. I'll say that again. Uh, medical research has discovered that the part of your brain that controls human speech is connected to every nerve of your body. The words you speak about yourself can affect your health. Jesus proved that and said that 2,000 years ago. Praise God. So this morning, if everybody look up here, uh, you see this altar here? It's been prayed over. Angels are right here. You need a miracle. The first step is that you come to God. God will not coerce you. God will not uh, force you. God will not uh, obligate you. And God will not beg you either. If you want a miracle, because miracles can start today, say, Pastor, I've had a terrible 2023 this will change your life right here if you'll come to God. If, uh, we're going to open the altar, and when you come to the altar, just come and kneel here, and I'm going to pray for you. Miracles are going to start taking place this morning. said, I need a miracle. It may not be healing. It may be financial. It may be a marriage that is terrible. Well, you come here. God's going to do a miracle for you this morning in the name of Jesus. So let's just stand up. Would you raise your hand?